What's up, champs? Welcome to a special edition of the Keeping Carlson Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Uh, my name is Elon Dubrovsky. Normally, of course, Short Shifts is hosted by Ben and Lewis, but they're on a well-deserved holiday vacation. But I was just sitting here thinking, I have so much to talk about in fantasy. I did that great show with Shams and the Fantasy Hockey Life guys over the weekend, Victor and Jesse. Uh, and we dropped some takes there, but like I didn't do a normal show. And then if there's not going to be any Short Shifts this week, it's like by the time Sunday comes, if I don't like, you know, open the, the nozzle and let some of this pressure out, like the, the show would be like five hours long on Sunday. So I figured I'd like empty the tank, give you all the takes on everything that's been going on over the past few days. Uh, I'm not going to have anyone to throw it. This is my first ever like solo episode of the podcast. So we'll see how this goes. Dave does it all the time on Stream Scheme and it goes well for him. So why can't I do it for short shifts, right? So we're going to give this a try. It's an experiment. Hope you like it. And yeah, let's just dive into some of the fantasy news. I'm recording this late on Tuesday. I wanted to wait to get those Tuesday games in. And uh, most of the games are completed, of course. L.A. versus Vegas just started. They're, they're done the first period now. So I think we have enough data to get going. But I want to start over in Washington, okay? Obviously, all the podcasts have been talking a lot about Ovechkin over the past little while, but there are other players on this team, including a very significant player in John Carlson, who is injured. He's out indefinitely, wishing him the best. Uh, With him hurt, though, our friend Eric Gustafson, a guy who you may remember from a breakout season with Chicago a few years back, and then he like sort of moved around the league. Like, oh, then the next year, he was like a huge bust, and everyone was drafting him, hoping he'd get... 60 points again on the top power play on Chicago. And then he ended up getting healthy scratched in some games. It was a disaster. And then, yeah, he's gone around the league. He's gone to, where has he gone to? Uh, Calgary, Philly, Montreal. He even went back to Chicago last year. But now he's on Washington. And with John Carlson out, Eric Gustafson has taken over as the quarterback of the top power play. And even before he took that job, he was already on a bit of a run. He had three goals versus Toronto, a hat trick, uh, you know, a couple weeks back now, back on December 17th, followed that up with a goal and assist game versus Detroit. Then this is around the time when Carlson got injured. So Gustafson got on the top power play, had himself an assist versus Ottawa, an assist versus Winnipeg. And now today versus the Rangers, a goal and an assist for Eric Gustafson, including uh, that assist was on the power play. So this guy is on fire right now. I'm counting nine points in his last five games. This is someone that I think you want on your fantasy team. He's only like 32, 33% rostered on Yahoo last time I checked. And if Gustafson is available in your league and you need defense, or even if you don't need defense, someone in your league is going to need defense, right? So I would definitely go ahead and add Eric Gustafson ASAP because a top power play quarterback is not easy to find, especially, and sometimes, or if it is, it's someone like on Anaheim, like Cam Fowler, who's not really doing much, but Gustafson's playing with top end guys. He's hot, and who knows how long John Carlson will be out. So this is definitely something you want to jump onto. Uh, let's also mention quickly in this game today, uh, the Caps shut out the New York Rangers, and it was Darcy Kemper in net. So a nice game for him, right? Because a lot of people were starting to ask about, if, is Charlie Lindgren going to start challenging for the starter's job? Because he did so well with Kemper injured. So this is like a good statement game for Kemper to be like, look, I'm still the starter here, and he made 32 saves. So yeah, I still don't think that like... 
Charlie Lindgren's nothing, but definitely you could probably drop him, right? Like, unless you're in a league where you need really, like, every goalie's rostered, like, maybe at best, I think it could be, like, two-thirds of the starts for Camper and one-third for Lindgren, maybe even 60-40, but really, why would you keep Charlie Lindgren even for 40% of the starts? Camper is the starter. You know, it was worth it to hold Lindgren just in case Camper struggled, maybe wasn't fully recovered, but at this point now, we can see, yeah, we're, we're good to uh, assume that Camper is the starter and is going to do well. But uh, thanks for all the points. Charlie Lindgren and I guess one last thing I'll mention over here on Washington and I guess this is what makes my shifts long shifts uh, how about Evgeny Kuznetsov he had that slow start to the season and was definitely not looking like the revelation that he had been last year but all of a sudden uh, Kuznetsov with his assist today brought him to well four points in his last three games that's a short way to say it but also overall he's up to now 29 points in 36 games on the season he's just been hitting the score sheet a lot lately so now he's pacing for 66 last year he was point per game there's still time, right? And I know that Nicholas Backstrom is coming back, but come on, we all know that Backstrom, if he's going to bump someone from the top six, it's going to be Dylan Strom. And Kuznetsov hasn't even been playing with Ovechkin, so it's not as if he's been having like this amazing deployment. But yeah, he's really picked it up lately at four shots today also. So good job on him. And okay, that's my Washington talk. Let's go to the next bit of news here. Another injury to a defenseman. That's Tori Krug over in St. Louis. Uh, this was a big surprise, right? Like I woke up this morning assuming that there was nothing wrong in Krug land. And then, you know, we didn't get, um, you know, any notification that there was any injury or something that happened in the last game. But apparently he did get hurt in St. Louis's last game. And he's not only just injured day to day. He's not only injured like on the IR. He's LT. He's going to be gone a while. So that really stinks. He was actually on a bit of a hot streak after a slow start to the year himself. So, all right, stash Tory Krug on your IRs. And if you're like me, I have Tory Krug in the couple. And I decided to just stash him. And right away, I added his teammate, Colton Pareko. I figured Pareko's out there. He's actually coming off, going into today, he was coming off a couple games where he had points last week. I actually had him for the week before and I dropped him. Then I was kind of regretting it because I dropped him for Cam Fowler, who I thought, okay, I'm going to get a power play one guy because he had been dropped. And, you know, it was a dumb move. I still won my matchup, thankfully, but definitely could have won by a little bit more if I just held on to Pareko and not wasted did a move to swap him for Fowler. But anyways, Preko was just sitting there in free agency. And yeah, with Krug injured, take the guy who's now going to get some extra power play time. That's exactly what happened today in this uh, 5-4 loss to the Leafs in overtime. Pareko did get not as much power play time as Justin Falk, but Falk got 4 minutes and 15 seconds and Pareko was 3 minutes and 16 seconds. So it's not too far off. We know how St. Louis likes to split up those power plays. And they do have this guy, Perunovic, who last year did get... Uh, some top power play time, but he's injured also. So anyway, so all I'm saying is Preco is going to be a power play defenseman on St. Louis, and we already know what he's good for, which is peripherals. Right? He had two blocks today, four hits. He played 28 minutes, actually, in this game, which is pretty crazy, and he even picked up an assist on a goal in the... Uh, third period from Jordan Cairo, the tying goal before William Nylander scored the OT winner. So I'm going to, once again, maybe not as high as Gustafsson, but especially in a league that counts peripherals, I think you're going to look at Colton Pareko right now with Krug injured. And since we're in St. Louis, let's take a quick look at the box score here. I don't have anyone, I don't have any co-hosts here to tell me, Elon, stay on track. Uh, I will point out Ryan O'Reilly, 
uh, scored a goal today, five shots. And he's someone who's been dropped in like so many leagues, right? And for good reason. He's had such a bummer of a season. But if you look at the lines today, O'Reilly wasn't playing with like Levo and Brandon Saad like he had been for the past few weeks. He was playing with Braden Shen and Pavel Buchnevich. So this I like. These are good line mates for Ryan O'Reilly. Maybe the coach realized, Barube, that like O'Reilly maybe needs a little help here. He's not going to be able to carry a line. Maybe that's why he's not having such a great season. So O'Reilly, good game today. He was also on one of the power plays, I guess the one with Pareko. So yeah, if O'Reilly's been dropped in your league, maybe now's the time to jump back on and maybe he ends up being <laughs> a whole. Norm's telling me in the chat to stay on track. Okay, I didn't... Well, okay, no, I appreciate it. Just kidding. And thanks, by the way, people for being here. So okay, uh, next injury here. Let's talk about Cam Atkinson over in Philly. He is out for the season. So that stinks. Uh, bad news for him. And obviously that there's not much of a fantasy impact because you know, Atkinson already hasn't been around for a while, but I just want to jump over to Philly quickly just because they have been running a line of JVR, Owen Tippett, and Morgan Frost recently, and all three of them are looking pretty good. JVR, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, with his six shots versus Carolina in the last game, he didn't get a point, uh, but he's still, that still left him even a pointless game at 13 points in 15 games now on the year. So James Van Riemsdyk getting... Good deployment, top power play. Uh, so he's someone that I actually jumped on in my couple division, even though he only plays two times this week on Thursday and Saturday. I just had that hunch. You only get that hunch sometimes, like, this might be a hold. And I don't want to regret not having grabbed this guy when I could have. Because I know James Van like, for the past couple of years, has been a bit of a bust. But it's actually not even true. That's what we think. Like, just two seasons ago in 2020-21, he had 43 points in 56 games for, like, a 63-point pace. Um, so... It's not too long ago that he was fantasy relevant. And of course, we remember his times in Toronto where he was a big goal scorer. And it seems like Tortorella likes him. And also, uh, he's been playing with, I'll just mention Owen Tippett, who, you know, he's been doing pretty well. And Morgan Frost is someone who's available in like most leagues. And he's on a hot streak, four points in four games. So I just wanted to throw out there a line on Philly. Like, you know, a lot of these guys may have been dropped because they only play Thursday, Saturday this week. But, you know, now it's already Tuesday. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it's going to be Wednesday. So all of a sudden, it's just two games in three days which isn't too bad of a stream if you could fit him into your lineup of course so yeah just wanted to mention these guys since uh, i saw the news that agnesson went out but okay let's move on to another injury here okay so over in la they're actually playing right now and trevor moore is hurt i don't think we know the extended arthur kaliev also was put on the injured reserve so that led the kings to call up our second overall pick from a couple years ago quinton byfield which is very exciting for some people who have him in their dynasty leagues obviously we're still waiting for him to make an actual impact in the nhl like or at least i guess he's made a minor impact in terms of like helping the kings last year but you know not in terms of fantasy uh the lines today have been kopitar fiala and kempe and then phil Deneau centering aya follow and arvidson so i guess aya follow gets that trevor moore spot though if you recall arvidson actually had been bumped to the third line already so then you could kind of say that like arvidson is taking the I don't even know the other spot. I don't even know what I'm saying. But anyways, I follow Arvidsson to know. That's the new line that is the the one that's supposed to be the mainstay that's on the ice a lot and, and good defensively. And anyways, that's leaving Byfield to play with Kupari and Brandon Lemieux. So he's getting like really, you know, crummy deployment. And then Velarde with Lazat and Jared Anderson Dolan. So yeah, when they lose a couple of guys, the depth looks a lot worse. Velarde actually has scored a goal though. So uh, good for him. It's right now. Let me check this out here. Yeah, 1-1 one, one after the first. First, uh, with this goal scored by Velarde, assisted by Blake Lazat on the other side of the game, the Vegas Golden Knights 
have a power play goal from Michael Amadio. And you might think like, okay, so I guess the second power play got something. No, uh, he gets assisted by Petrangelo and Mark Stone. This Michael Amadio guy, all of a sudden, a guy who was healthy scratched earlier in the season is getting primo deploymento and he is taking advantage of it so Mario's also been playing at even strength with Stone and Chandler Stevenson so he's in the Eichel spot basically and yeah on the top power play with Stone Stevenson Riley Smith and Alex Petrangelo so in your you know you might be thinking this is only for super deep leagues but in the short term Michael and Mario might even be worth taking a look at in your like 10 team leagues or 12 team leagues because not only is he getting good deployment but dude is on a hot streak five points in his last four games now after this goal today and who knows this game today not even over yet he's also been taking a decent number of shots so you might need me to repeat this name again because people may not know who he is michael amadio he's 26 years old well, who is this guy okay he started his career on the kings it looks like oh he's in ottawa for a bit so you remember the michael amadio stint on the ottawa senators i sure don't and then he went to Tor- oh he's on toronto also what do you know but now he's on the vegas golden knights and he's in a great spot so you definitely want to uh take a look at him what else should we talk about here? Oh, yeah, more injuries. Cole Perfetti is injured over in Winnipeg, and this is not good, right? They already have Wheeler out. Now Perfetti's out. Perfetti's out for a week, and the Jets got creamed today by Minnesota, 4-1. to one. Uh, Doesn't look like they made Philip Gustafsson work too hard. Actually, that's not true. Yeah, 31 saves on 32 shots. So they tried their best, but they couldn't get anything past Gustafsson, who I was surprised, by the way. Uh, I thought that Flurry would get the start after the break. Uh, I, uh, people who may not have noticed, oh, here's an opportunity for me to just mention things. But uh, on Game Day Tweets, the website I made that Shams helps uh, retweet tweets. Well, Shams is the majority of the retweets. Uh, you know, for lines, goalies, so you can just check everything you need to be up to speed on fantasy. Uh, so we added a new feature over the holidays where now we come up with little guesses of which goalie is going to play. So obviously, once we have a tweet to show you for a, a specific game, which goalie is, is starting, then we'll show the tweet. But before we have a tweet, we might as well, you know, all these other sites, sites have these guesses, right? They don't even call it a guess. They call it like expected. It's like, well, according to what? You know, I feel like that's too strong a word, but we're calling it a guess and... It's based on just us like storing who we think is the starter in the backup. Anyways, my guess was Flurry for today. And I was wrong. It was Gustafsson. So that's something to watch. And so what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Cole Perfetti is injured. Winnipeg all of a sudden is really lacking in depth. If you look at the lines for today, I mean, it's one of these things where they just got creamed. So maybe the things will get shaken up. But yeah, if we wanted to look... In today's game, it looks like they just loaded up the top line. Shifley, Dubois, and Kyle Connor played a lot of time together, leaving... Like, listen to these other lines. And when you put these three together, and when Wheeler and Perfetti are injured, we had Kuhlman, Stenland, and Axel Johnson Fajalbi. And then Adam Lowry centered Jansen Harkins and Morgan Barron. And Sam Gagne centered Michael Asimont and David Gustafsson. So, uh, yeah, that that happened. So who here is surprised that Winnipeg wasn't able to to beat the Minnesota Wild? I definitely am not. So anyway, okay, that is the news on Win. I don't even have like fantasy advice here. What am I going to say? Go grab. Maybe I, if someone was playing with like Dubois and Connor, but even like it was like Kevin Stenlin or, or Carson Kuhl were getting these spots. Was I really going to recommend them? No, but you know, I'm giving you guys news here. So another uh, piece of injury news, and then I'll go into a quick ad break here. In the the Islanders... In the, I was going to say in, in New York, then I thought, no, that's the New York Rangers. What do you say? In the island. In the island, which is not... Okay, what am I doing here? I'm, now I'm pulling a Dave Benton, just like kind of making jokes here. We got to be serious. Um, Wallstrom is injured. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, and 
Oliver Wallstrom was playing on a line, I think with Barzal on the top line. But anyways, he's hurt now. He, he left in the middle of the game. Uh, so if we look at what the lines were for the rest of the game, Barzal was playing with Josh Bailey and someone named Hudson Fashing, who I think, yeah, took over for... Yeah, he took over for Wallstrom. And I believe Fashing even had an assist today. I'm not going to really recommend him. Uh, and probably things will get shaken up. Also, also Anthony Beauvillier is in a really good spot in the lineup right now. He's uh, playing with Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, and he was playing on the top power play, though I am actually seeing today that they did put Peugeot back there. So actually forget everything I said about Anthony Beauvillier over in our draft that we did over the weekend, the 15 per- 50% or less rostered draft. Uh, I, I was thinking, oh, exciting for Beauvillier, and he had a big game. But yeah, nothing today. The big, the big star of the day was uh, definitely Matt Barzell scored a couple goals, redirected a Hudson fashing shot. I guess that was his assist. Five shots for Barzal. Uh, I just traded for him recently. If, you, if you've been listening co- closely to Kevin Carlson, I traded Trevor Zegras for Barzal. I asked Brian if he thought I should. He said yes. And I went ahead and did it. And ever since, Barzal's been scoring uh, some goals for me. So definitely not complaining about that. Five shots also today for a guy who generally isn't such a big shooter on the season. Barzal is averaging only 2.4 shots per game. But I'd love to see that uh, get higher as the season goes on. Anyways, that's not really fantasy advice. But uh, with that, I, I'm going to go to a break. Yeah. So hope you're enjoying this solo venture that's not as edited as normal. And I don't have anyone to banter with. Uh, if you're liking the show, I'd obviously be curious to hear your thoughts. So you could tweet at uh, Keeping Carlson or let me know in the Discord. Or I could probably be reading in the chat here. But I'm too, I don't want to get distracted. Uh, so anyways, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back in just a sec. You're listening to Keeping Carlson. All right, we are back, and I've gone through the injuries that I wanted to talk about. So the second half of the short shift is going to be talking about some streaks, and specifically streaks by guys on interesting lines. So I guess I already brought up Michael Amadio. I was going to bring him up after the break, but I guess when I was talking about LA, I brought him up there. So you cross him off, but he is still interesting, (laughs) as he was 10 minutes ago. Uh, Another guy on a good line that's doing well right now is Callie Yarncroft over in Toronto. So he's been currently the one sidled up with John Tavares and not Nylander. Nylander has been playing with Bunting and Matthews and Marner has been playing with Tavares. And the third has been Callie Yarncock. We've seen a few people in that spot. We saw Jason Robertson's brother, Nick. We saw Alex Kerfoot, but neither of those were able to do much and neither of them were able to stick. But Callie Yarncock, I don't want to jinx it here because... Who knows, but it's looking like maybe this could stick because he's actually doing very, very well. He just had a huge game today in the win over St. Louis. One goal and two assists. I believe he also assisted on the overtime winner by Nylander. Is that true? Oh, no. Two goals. Okay, so uh, I stand corrected there. But yeah, Yarncroc with a goal and two assists, like I said, all before the overtime. And so, yeah, I mean, before that, he also had a few other good games. He scored versus Philly right before the holidays. He had an assist versus Tampa Bay. Overall, I'm looking at five points in his last three games. But even if you take out uh, a bigger sample, you see he had a three-game point streak also at the end of November. So this is someone that's definitely interesting. Also on Yahoo, center, left wing, and right wing eligible. So you can fit him anywhere in any of your forward spots. So I... You know, maybe uh, Andy's saying here, press X to doubt on Yarncroc sticking there. Maybe I'm being like too forward in, in saying that I think he's going to stick, but it's not like they have so many other great options and we've seen what could happen with Kerfoot. So, and Callie Yarncroc is someone, by the way, who I know Brian's really liked on the show in the past when he was on Nashville. There were like little stretches where we would bring him up as fantasy relevant. He was like a 45-ish 
point guy for a couple of seasons before he got moved. So it's not as if he was like a total nobody. And yeah, you know, other players have gone from being 40-ish point guys to, you know, being 60-point guys when they get on a really good line. And that's the case right now with Kelly Yarncrock. So definitely interesting, someone you should look at. Next up, I want to go to Detroit, where we got some news. First of all, Jakob Verana is going on a conditioning stint over in Grand Rapids. So it's going to be another week, probably, until he joins the team. But that's exciting. In the meantime, Michael Rasmussen has been on the top line with Dylan Larkin and David Perron. And he's coming off a huge game, right? right? Right before the holidays, where he had two goals and two assists versus Tampa. So that was a really nice taste for him to leave in our mouths. It was a 7-4 big win for Detroit over the, I was about to say defending Stanley Cup champ, defending an Eastern Conference champion. Uh, so now Rasmussen's obviously going to hold this spot, at least for the next game, since we saw that in today's practice. Also, he had 80% of the power play time in that game. So he's been getting top line, top power play. This is Michael Amadio. It's, it's the day of the Michaels, right? Rasmussen and Amadio. Who would I rather have? That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. But Rasmussen is the one at least playing Wednesday. So if you want to add someone and then think about it later, get the extra game from Michael Rasmussen uh, from the Red Wings. So yeah, he's definitely someone I would take a look at. Overall in the season, he has 15 points in 30 games now after that big game. So only a 41-point pace. But it's a big difference if you're playing with Larkin versus not playing with Larkin. And then moving on from the Michaels, but going to another M name that's hot right now. I wanted to talk about Mason McTavish over on Anaheim. Now, you may be thinking, oh, I don't want you to recommend to me guys who only play two times this week. But okay, yeah, I know I talked about JVR, and now I'm going to talk about Mason McTavish, because even though Anaheim only plays Wednesday, Friday of this week, if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, and probably everyone was like dropping their ducks because they saw they had a bad schedule, guess what? Right now, it's Wednesday. So you can add McTavish today. You can get him Wednesday, Friday, and then you could either drop him for the weekend or you can hold because next week, Anaheim plays all light days. It's the classic Anaheim schedule. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. It's a stream of Gami. So if you're, you know, get into the weekend and you have a good Anaheim player and it looks like your matchup is set one way or the other, you're either going to win or you're going to lose and you are, it's already pretty clear, maybe it's fine to just hold your Anaheim guy. And, the, and Mason McTavish is someone who is currently on a nice run, right? He has six points in his last five games. He scored in his last couple of games going into the holidays. And remember, this is a 19-year-old who was drafted third overall a couple drafts ago. Huge pedigree. And yeah, he didn't start the season as hot as some people were hoping for. Well, actually, he did. He started the season with two assists in the first game, uh, had four points after five games. But after that, he really slowed down. And a lot of people thought maybe he'd be a Calder candidate, and he kind of fell out of that conversation. But you know, take some time to get adjusted to the NHL. And it looks like he's really clicking. Uh, he's still not playing on the most amazing line at even strength. He's been playing with Leeson and Frank Vetrano, though there was like one shift in the last game where he was playing with Zegers and Terry. So imagine if that ever sticks. But he is on the top power play, Mason McTavish, with Zegers, Terry, Henrique, and still currently Cam Fowler. I wonder if at some point Klingberg gets the top power play back since Fowler hasn't been doing much lately. Uh, so anyways, in one of my leagues, I streamed in Mason McTavish specifically to get Wednesday, Friday. And the plan is, like I said, if, if the matchup is close or he doesn't do anything, we'll just drop him after Friday. No big deal. But if he does well, who knows? He's a hold at least for next week for those four games. And then I'll reassess after that. All right. So at this point, I guess I'm going to start wrapping this baby up. But I'll take a couple of questions here from the chat if people have any. Uh, I just like posted this. By the way, if you want to get into this chat, you're like, how did people find this chat? It's for the patrons of Keeping Carlson. If you support the podcast, we give you everything we have, right? And including access to our patron-only Discord, which is just an amazing community where we all hang out, help each other out, have a lot of fun. And if I 
come up with an idea that I want to do a last minute show. I'll, of course, post to the patrons. Hey, come join me. I'm doing a show. And they watch live. And then Adam here has a question for us. Uh, he just asked, uh, with his imminent return, what sort of value do you place on Andre Palat? Will he play with Jack Hughes, Brat, Heeshear, or other? So unfortunately, like, you know, I don't know the the exact answer, but we know going into the season that the plan was for Palat to play in the top six. And if you look at the New Jersey Lions today, I'm just going over to gamedaytweets.com, clicking on New Jersey. Amanda Stein always has those tweets where she writes out the line combinations. And I'm seeing here that today was Tatar practicing with Heeshear and Zetterland. So that was one line. Heeshear, I should say Heeshear playing with Tatar and Zetterland because Heeshear's the glue there. And then Hughes playing with Haula and Brat. So definitely we see a couple spots here. Haula, Zetterland, easily Palak could bump one of those guys. Even Tatar. Uh, Tatar lately has been playing on the top power play. He's actually an interesting streamer for this week. New Jersey plays three times, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So all off days. Uh, so he's someone I'd look at in the very short term if he's holding that top power play. Dave mentioned him on the stream scheme as someone to take a look at. I uh, hope you listened to that fun show that he made. Uh, but yeah, definitely there's room for Palat in the top six, I think is the answer here. And what sort of value do I place on him? I mean, not that high, right? Like, I feel like it's not as if Eric Howla is doing so amazing, even though he's playing with Hughes and Brat. Like, he's interesting, sure, but nothing. even Tatar has had some ups and downs, Zetterland. So it's like, it's kind of looking to me like, and also, you know, he's a, he's been hurt a little bit. Also, like, there is some sample size of Palat over here in New Jersey. If I bring up what he did at the start of the year for however many games, oh, he only played six games. He had three goals in six games, uh, no assists. Was But, like, those three goals came on eight shots. So obviously not very sustainable. He's going to hopefully have to shoot more. He was only taking 1.3 shots per game. Anyway... That said, I'll be honest, I'm not too excited about Palat. I had him in IR available to me in one of my leagues, and I had a free ad I was able to make, and I grabbed Nicholas Backstrom over him. And I think if I didn't take Backstrom, I was going to take Anthony Duclair to fill that IR spot. So Palat, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Schwab Squad mentioned here, I just mentioned uh, Sam Steele keeps rolling. Yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of credit here, okay? Just because I did that show with... Uh, Mason and PJ and Dave. I hope people enjoyed that right before the holidays. This like uh, buy low, sell high mega show. And someone brought up how Ryan Hartman is a good buy low right now because he's like for sure going to come back to Minnesota and take that top line. And I, I right away was like, I don't think so. Like things are going good with Sam Steele. And yeah, Sam Steele just keeps on rolling today in this win over Winnipeg. Another couple of assists. What does that bring him to? Let me just bring this up here in terms of his current streak. And yeah, before that, he had a couple of games with no points. But then before that, he had a three-game point streak, including a couple of multi-point games in that stretch. So Sam Steele, like, yeah, if you want assists and potentially two assists in the game, he's been pretty good for you. I think he's going to hold this spot, centering the top line for as long as Minnesota keeps rolling and maybe just for the rest of the season. So he's never going to be someone who's going to like, you know, win you tons of matchups just because, you know, he's not giving you much outside of those assists. He doesn't score very much. He doesn't shoot very much. He's not a hitter. Uh, but if you want some empty calorie assists, it looks like Steele's going to be a pretty reliable source if he's going to be playing with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So yeah, keeps on rolling and good for him. 
All right. Well, that's everything I have for today. This has been so much fun. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining uh, joining me here and l- giving me uh, some suggestions, things to talk about and keeping me entertained. And thanks everyone for listening. I definitely would love to hear what you think about this little experiment and whether it's something I should consider doing again in the future, just talking to myself like a crazy person. Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, fantasy hockey is so fun. And there's like every day we get more news like this. So it's fun to go through it. But anyways, done for now. Definitely stay subscribed to Keeping Carlson for more shows uh i don't know what else is happening this week but there will definitely be a mega show with brian and i this sunday at the very least so until then everyone have a great week happy new year play smart keep your shifts short